you're listening to the Girls Get Off podcast, an R18 podcast on all things female pleasure. Think girl talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things masty, self-loving, sex, orgasms and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets even our guests' BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. We're back for episode number two of season three. Yay. I just had to work that out. <laughs> it's like, how are we in season three? The podcast editor the other day said, do you want to make it a new season? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? I didn't even run that past you. I just assumed, you know, new year, new season. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Perfect. Love that. How's 2024 <laughs> started off for you, Joe? Oh, you know what? I actually have made it good. I feel I feel like started off with, you know, the universe throwing curveballs and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it was actually like I could not believe it to the point that my 6-year-old that never has a like public tantrum. Yes, he has his fair share of home things. But like sat in the trolley and was just like I'm gonna scream at you if you don't get like this donut with the most sprinkles on it or something like this and I was like excuse me (laughs) I'm like well if you want to scream I can't stop you so you're just gonna have to go ahead and do that but either way you're not gonna get the donut you know and like this is like that's the extent just everything was seemed to be like oh shit like draining and hard and after that it was a turning point I was like you know what I think it's all kind of piling on top of each other because I'm just on that path like that rutty path you know so if it was just like a one-off situation it wouldn't be as bad but because you had you're getting slammed with all these different life situations yeah and I'm like I woke up one day I'm like you know what I'm changing this attitude. I'm just like, you know, everything's good. We're great. And by midday that day, I had a migraine and like crashed out for four hours. But (laughs) it all started going uphill from then. So a lot to say about changing your own attitude in these times, I think. So we are now off to a better start. How about you? Yeah, I mean, 2024 started off with a bit of a bender for me, which was which was lots of fun. I really rate a good party. And I think partying in the weekends, it's just I just don't do as much of it because I know that I've got to perform, you know, in the week or I've got to like do stuff and make decisions and you kind of got to be onto it. But in the holidays, it's like such a freeing, nice feeling where you're like you can stay up as late as you want. You don't have to worry about what time you go to bed. You can just chill out. I don't have to think about any responsibilities. So it was so nice. I feel like that was such a good reset. Probably not a recommended like coping mechanism or, you know, recommended way to reset. <laughs> but I did also have some good chill time. And, yeah, 2024 has been off to a good start, I feel. Like we've got some pretty ambitious goals with the business and I feel like we had a really good brainstorm about that yesterday and and we're kind of going to push really hard to to hit those and like spread girls get off messaging a lot further which will be cool and then otherwise at a personal level it's just been 
just been chilling. I say chilling, but then also, you know, I said in the download that I had a friend stay for the weekend and before she came, she said, all right, the theme is fun and fitspo on a budget. And I said, yep, that's fine because I don't want to be doing any drinking at the moment. And then sure enough, come Saturday, we ended up basically on a rosé pub tour of Bondi, which was just so funny and ended up at Chinatown for dinner, which is also my favorite, but <laughs> yeah. Win some, you lose some. It was worth it. We stuck to the fun part of the weekend, not the fitspo and on a budget part, but, you know, you got to live a little. I love that you just added chill in there as well when Viv actually has a marathon to run next month. So Viv's chill has probably been running most days, I'm guessing. Or, although Viv, Viv can, like, back up a night drinking with a bloody Oh, what did you do? Like Iron Man or something, didn't you? After a night drinking, jeez. Oh, I've done many things after a night drinking, but I will say it's getting harder and harder to do that. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a swim coming up, and last year, before the same swim, um, it's a five k swim in Manly, so you go from one beach down to the other and all the way back. And last year, some friends and I went on a boat party the day before, and so we spent the day in the sun drinking, and then we got home. We were in bed by like eight thirty. But, man, that was just – I really underestimated, A, how long a 5K swim is, but also on a hangover. And it was just uh, – we afterwards, we all went to a bar and everyone was kind of having an after party. And I ate my lunch and I just got back on the ferry and I went home. I was like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. Yeah, so I feel like – You don't have like a a button that says, you know what, I'm going to pull out of this. You are so I don't committed need to, to anything. Yeah, you are so committed to anything you do. Like there, it isn't even an option. I mean, if I like, okay, yeah, let's be honest. I'm never going to enter a marathon anyway. <laughs> but if I woke up the morning of this marathon and I had accidentally been out drinking the night before, you know, and feeling like shit, I would be like, take my 150 bucks or however much like that marathon costs to enter. I'm like, you will not see me today. Like KFC is going to be the only person that sees me. Well, I feel like though I just, I want to do both. That's my thing. I'm like, I really want to do both. And I also would, I would feel so bad if I'd entered something like that and then I didn't follow through on it. That would make me feel so guilty. So it's better off just like just do both. It's not impossible. Like you can totally do it. It's just a little bit harder, you know. I'm glad I wasn't born with that guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spices it up a little bit, you know. I think this lead up has actually just randomly been the best example of why we are doing today's podcast. So yes. like <laughs> Viv and I live very different lives yeah, I think behind the scenes, like everybody sees us as girls get off or you know what I mean, like that side of us. Morph suits, costumes. Yeah, like fun, fun, fun. And behind the scenes, it's quite different. It's quite different. So we thought we would do a podcast about like Joe and Viv behind the vibes. <laughs> Someone actually asked me for a press article the other day they were asking about you and and I was like I know all these facts now I'm like I know when you started Halloween Cookie like I know these things I know what you were doing beforehand how old you I did have to check how old your kids were but I got them right didn't I did I get it right yeah oh, no, oh no yeah it's close no, yeah almost but tell us about when you like if we rewind to when you were like where was your first job in a bank right Oh my gosh, are we going that far? Well, you can give the brief overview of the funny story. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Just do a quick, a quick CV wrap up pre <laughs> girls get off. 
Okay, well, you'll probably understand why I have ended up working for myself with these stories. So, yeah, started off, my first kind of proper job was at the bank, Commonwealth Bank in Australia. Shout out to you guys. No. Anyway, I, at that bank, I woke up one morning and had an extra uh, 37,000 in my account. Like I checked my bank account before work. And I was like, holy shit. I remember going out to my dad. I'm like, dad, I think we've got a relative I didn't know about that's died and left me money because I've just like got this money in my account. Like it's amazing. And so I got to work and I'm telling everyone, we got to track down this money that's in my account. Like so stoked. I'm like, I think I've got a dead relative. Like horrible, <laughs> horrible looking back at it. But they've just you magically know. figured out your bank account details as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Anyway, so everybody was like, let's trace this money and went back to a transaction I had done the day before and put a customer's money into my own bank account. (laughs) So funny. So funny. But I think that my whole excitement about thinking I had a dead relative, like, had kind of covered me. So I didn't get fired. Like I was, they totally knew that it was just an accident. (laughs) Anyway, so that was bank number one. So then I changed to Bendigo Bank and I was working there for a bit. And I, on a Friday afternoon, I put 50s in the 20s canister of an ATM and gave this whole town, which happened to be an Aboriginal community, gave this whole town a lot of money for the whole weekend. Like I couldn't have done it on a weekday or something, right? Like this was a good few days worth of them just like scoring this extra cash. And anyway, the the community had to get extra police and stuff sent in because the pub just went, the local pub just went wild. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but again, didn't get fired. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wild. Hey, that's the part that blows my mind the most is that I did not get fired. Then I went into a dental assistant role in the school dental, which I actually loved. I love working with kids. But, you know, I volunteered to go and work at the hospital for their GA dental, the kids that get put under to get their dental work done. And anyway, I day one, I have woken up on the bed next to the patient. I passed out and that was the end of that career. <laughs> so, yeah. Not the job um, for you. Not the job for me. And then I had had my, when I had my second son, Arlo, who's six, three weeks after he was born, I was, I worked out that if I went back to work and paid for childcare for my eldest, oh, sorry, before and after school care for my eldest and child care for my youngest to go back to work, I would be earning $30 a day at that job. So that was like the turning point in my life, I feel. I was like, you know what, I can make $30 a day from at home. And I totally, it was a fake it till you make it scenario. And I wrote, uh, there was a women's event on in Tauranga down the road and I emailed them and I was like, hey, I've got this cookie business, you know, I reckon these cookies would do really well for your event. Let me know if you like them. And they wrote back and said, oh my gosh, these are amazing. Love these. Can we have 400? And 
I was just like, yeah, so I was like, we're actually quite busy next week. I'm not going to be able to get 400 done, but I'm happy to donate 100 to you. And anyways, that was the start of Hello and Cookie and that just took off. I'd seen these cookies overseas before, but nobody was doing it in New Zealand at the time. So yeah, no, that was really popular, really fast. And then here we are with vibrators. Here we are. Easy breezy. What do you like to do for fun? Well, can we go back on your history now? Oh, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, okay, we can do my history. Well, yeah, I mean, there's. I've had so many jobs. I think I've had jobs since I was 13, so we're not going all the way back. And what did I do? Straight out of uni, I went and worked. So I got my food science degree at Otago, went and worked for a year in the deer industry. So I was at the quality manager at a deer co-products factory. So we did like my first two days at the factory. I had to pluck off pubes from the balls of the dried deer Pizzles or dicks. Fuck off. Yeah, for presentation. And so, <laughs> have, you, have I not told you about that? <laughs> so, my friends joke that I'm still really on brand for like what, you know, it's always been like a sort of phallic themed career. Yeah, so I had to pluck the pubes off with tweezers. And yeah, what else did we do? We did, oh, it was just funny. And I think the best part about working there was that my, the plant manager who I shared an office with said, you set your own dress standards here. And I was like, perfect. That's right up my alley. So I just wore track pants to work every day, either my runners or gumboots. And that was just the most chill thing. But I will say that job has ruined bone broth for me and venison. Because don't ruin bro- bone broth for me. Yeah, no, I'll never forget <laughs> Tasha's boyfriend, a friend of mine, Tash, her boyfriend, soon to be husband, Rob, has bone broth business called, well, it's called Mitchell's Nutrition now. It's just started out as bone broth. And I remember he dropped around some bone broth and she warmed it up like just in hot water for us. And I sniffed it and I honestly instantly was just like, what is that? I was like, there's, you know, when you recognize a smell and you can't put your hand on, like you can't put your finger on where it is. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that reminds reminds me of the deer factory. And I actually messaged my, I actually messaged the old plant, plant manager and I was just like, oh my God, you'll never forget. You'll never guess what happened. Like there's Tash just like casually drinking it. And I was just like, no thanks. And it's because it reminded me of we used to like autoclave. So like essentially put these like femur bones in in like a really hot. It's like a sterilizer. Steamy oven thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it used to sterilize it. So it was for human consumption or something. I actually can't remember. And so you'd come in on like a Monday and it had been like in the autoclave either overnight or in the weekend yeah and so that smell reminded me of that but that wasn't the worst smell that was there I know and so there were times when I remember I was reorganizing all the powders one day and I pushed one of the boxes back down I got like a puff of like blood powder all (laughs) over my face but like I wasn't but also that was like that was I wasn't in the plant room or I wasn't in the actual powdering room or I wasn't in like encapsulation or anything when that was all like People who were working in there, it was like all over them. That was just, I just got little bits and pieces of it, really. Oh, I was um, going to say, is that like a fish and chip shop? You know how like you can smell the oil on fish and chip shop Oh, people? yeah, I had to go. If Yeah, I had to go and like change before I went out anywhere because I'd be like, oh, I smell like the deer factory. Yeah. Okay. But um, anyway, it was lots of laughs in a good place. Um, And then, yeah, started a social media agency with my – oh, I had a sportswear brand while I was at uni and I kind of hit pause on that because I was training for an Ironman while I was at the deer factory and then started a an agency with a friend of mine because I'd learned how to do Instagram and marketing 
using the sportswear. So then Tash, the friend I was talking about, and I started doing managing accounts for people like Instagram and then it turned into Facebook ads and so on. And then there we go, sold both of those. And then here we are with Girls Get Off. That was a very big focus on the deer factory, but. I just lo- love that you just casually forgot about your sportswear brand in there. And well, I do forget about it. Also quite impressed with the fact that you actually trained for that Ironman that you drank the night before. <laughs> no, no, I did not drink the night before the Ironman. Okay. I could barely drink during the training because the bike rides were like eight hours on a Saturday and I gave it a go drinking the night before one of those and it did not. That was like, Ooh. that was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I genuinely didn't have enough time for much drinking then. I remember crate day. I was halfway to like Fokatani on my bike and I was just getting, every time I'd stop, I'd like get Snapchats from my friends of them all in like paddling pools or um, I don't know what they were doing, but I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty underwhelming Saturday on my part. Um, yeah, I just went and saw them for the aftermath. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that will not be me. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so like life on a day-to-day basis now behind Girls Get Off, what does that look like for you? Well, as you mentioned, training for a marathon at the moment, I reckon run a few times a week or I walk in the mornings. We're, I'm in Sydney at the moment, so that means we all work on New Zealand time. So I am up really early and then doing that before work. I reckon if I'm running or walking before work, that the difference in my day is like night and day compared to if I don't do something in the morning. And what else do I do? Hang out with friends, go on dates occasionally, just do whatever I want. Swimming, just chilling. I'm going away some weekends. It's great. I feel like I always get so excited when I see you out drinking or something and I'm like waiting for the <laughs> goss the next day. <laughs> like, do something exciting. for. <laughs> I know. I, need, I probably need to do more exciting things when I go drinking instead of just hanging out with my friends though. <laughs> if you want gossip. I don't know. It always seems so much more exciting than me. I am well and truly in my mum life era, aren't I? Mm. Yeah, like it's, I don't know. I I find like single mum life is so easy, so great. Like I probably wouldn't change it because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't had great relationships to go off where there's like just, you know, support and not a whole other drama in itself. So I've always really enjoyed single mum life. I guess the last couple of years has been definitely, wow, that has been nearly since the start, since we started Girls Get Off. Hey, it's been like my eldest son had some health issues and that was only a few months into Girls Get Off, wasn't it? That was 2021, November 2021. Yeah. And yeah, so I find that Viv is super patient for somebody that does not have kids with all my, (laughs) all my, oh my gosh, this is happening, this is happening. Yeah. Joe, you always think that I like would care, you know, you always think that it would have like an impact or something on me, but I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't, you know, you're still doing the work. I'm like, why would you go into business with someone who was a parent if you weren't going to understand that? Also, it just it doesn't change the outcomes. No, I know, but so many people that don't have kids, like I feel, don't understand that. But you've just got like I don't know, you've got such a good grip on it. That's probably why you don't have kids, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in no rush. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty boring behind the scenes, but because of these health issues that my son's gone through for the past couple of years. 
as well, I've decided that it's best for us to be living on a lifestyle block on a friend's property and there's heaps of animals. There's like, it's just farm life basically. And yeah, like absolutely love it. I am currently, haven't moved here yet. This is our holiday house. There's just, how do we put this Viv? You know, there's, there's family court <laughs> processes you need it, to go to, <laughs> go through to, to move and so yeah we're currently during school term based in Mount Monganui. Of which they have been extensive and lengthy. Yes yeah so yeah school term living Mount Monganui usually and then between this house over here to to give us that nature and really I don't know quiet quiet life the complete opposite to what Viv has. <laughs> I reckon I'd last about three days. <laughs> I don't even think you'd last that. Oh, my gosh. That's you know, so funny. Yeah, I think the best part about being in Sydney and the best part is that there's just always something happening and I just love that. Like there's always something to do. And it's actually to the point where you end up, you know so many people, but there's if you go, like when a friend was here last Friday, I said, oh, I'll ask who's around for dinner. And there's so many people not around because people are at the Australian Open. Someone else has gone to Melbourne for the day for a different reason. Other people are back in New Zealand. Like people are just always out there doing stuff, birthday parties, other events. Like it's just, it's all go. Yeah, it's actually, it's a real contrast from living in the mount, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's like my worst nightmare right now. Like I'm so out of that stage. I think I sent you a meme the other day, hey, and it was like, what was it? The opposite of FOMO. Like I sit at home and I am so fucking happy that I'm missing out. I'm like, oh, what, yeah, it was not. another acronym, wasn't it? <laughs> JOMO, joy of missing out. Yes, and I was like, this sums up me like perfectly <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So good. And we met because we, in our previous businesses, so when I had the agency and you had Halloween Cookie, we met when Arlo was like, how old was Arlo then? Six months old or something? Yeah, he, it was, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even one Arlo yet. was six months old. Yeah. And we, I say Tash, was shooting some content for you and getting some content for the gram. Yeah. And that was that was when we met. And I remember walking away from that, com like we'd been to your house and Tash and I walked away. And I guess a bit of context, like living in the Mount, it's a very small place. You kind of know you sort of know everyone, particularly if someone has like a, an online business, you sort of know who they are if you're in that realm. And we could not for the life of us be like, who is behind this random cookie account? Like what is going on? And did we, we briefly meet you at that event at the Rising Tide or was that after? I think that was after because that, after. yeah, I would not have gone if I hadn't known you guys. Like I was just like, oh, okay, here. Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and we walked away. I remember walking away from meeting at your house and meeting Arlo and I was like to Tasha, I was like, I don't know if she wants to be our friend, but I was like, we'll just make her our friend. And we're like, yeah, we were both like, yeah, we'll make her our friend. Like <laughs> she'll come around. It was you just like you were Joe 2.0 now. That was a yeah. different yeah. person. That was a shell of an original Joe, but then I, yeah, yeah. I got into Joe 2.0, which we love. That's great. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember I was shaking to meet, like, you. And it wasn't because I knew who you guys were or anything. Like, it was just, like, talking to someone. I was literally a shell of a person. I was like, hey, 
Yeah. But this is why, like, Hello and Cookie, nobody knew who I was. And that was the only reason why I could do it. Like, if at all anybody had to know anything about me then or who I was, it just wouldn't have happened. Like, yay for an online business that I could just hide behind. (laughs) Had you not talked to anyone in a while? Like, no, no. Bad relationship, guys. Like, get yourselves out of them. Oh, wow. But yeah, it was, I remember I'd had a business meeting with this guy, I forget his name now, from Priority One. So like, full just there to help your business. He was probably late 60s, don't want to offend anybody, like, but I don't know, around 60 or something. I'm sure he's not listening. <laughs> I know. But yeah, and I like I met with him one time and then I got home and I was just like hammered about like from a jealous partner and I'm like oh my gosh this is what like I got to deal with if I have business meetings or anything like that you know so I just totally kept myself I was just like no wow I know so thank god we're out of there yeah, yeah. And thanks to Viv's support, actually. Like, <laughs> definitely, I had a few good friends, and Viv was one of them that, yeah, helped me get the, out of that situation. So, yay. Anytime, Joe. Well, hopefully, never again, but you know. Probably explains why I don't date much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, always there for you, Joe. Too easy. No. Oh. You're so good and you make it funny at the same time, which is the best part. (laughs) I remember having some big laughs because Viv was there when cops came around or something and she's like dropping some funny lines. (laughs) Nothing like a little bit of dark humour to, you know, lighten up the situation. Not always appropriate, but there you go. (laughs) No, no, made it all good. Anyway, how can we make this more positive? Let's go into the positive. Yeah, so now me, farm life, like the only guys I have have in my life are my two kids and my two dogs and some alpacas I've been looking after while my friend's been away that happened to be pregnant, so I thought I was going to have to put on my midwife hat at some stage. And also can we talk about the hot guy from down the road because you haven't even told me that story in person yet. Well, I've seen him twice now. I tried, like, I even gave a wave when I was in the car. Like, that's a good thing about living rural is you don't look like a dick when you just give someone a wave. You know what I mean? But set the scene. Like, where does he live? Where did you find him? This is what I don't know. Has he been running past, driving past? No, running twice. And, yeah, so, like, hey, I thought that was pretty brave of me to give a wave. I, like, totally just hit it under the, yeah. Gave me a little. shot. Gave me a little (laughs) hand lift. On his run. On his run. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so no, like absolutely no nothing. It's just like, oh, nobody's told me about this potential on the street. You know, it's, uh, oh, but hey, 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 might be married, might be. We know nothing about the guy. Okay. You need some more hand waves so we can check out the ring finger. True. True. Yeah. I reckon both hands next time. Both hands. As a runner, do you wear rings when you run? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. All right. Yep. But, yeah, I feel like because there's, like, no name, no nothing. So I feel like the only way would be, like, to why don't I start walking? This. Yes. Yes. Hit the streets. Yeah. And it's only, like, I feel like it's only a kilometre up the road and then it's a dead end. So we can't, you know, I'm going to get fitspo. Watch this. 
Yeah, that's a good motivation. That's always good. It is. <laughs> How didn't I think I love of that it. earlier? And I've been going on – well, I'm back into dating now. It's 2024. I don't know if I've really stopped. Oh, I kind of did stop because admin. <laughs> but I did go on a date. I did go on a date a couple of weekends a couple of weeks ago and I put it in the download update that everyone will receive on a Wednesday if they're part of our email list. Went on a date. I said, before you get too excited and find a star sign, not going to be a life partner. He was just off an app called Field. So he's in an open relationship. It was very casual. Um, but he is he is in Japan at the moment. So we might have sex when he comes back. We'll see. Watch the space. And I've actually got a date this afternoon too. I'm really back on the bandwagon after being like um, left on delivered by a few people at the start of the year. So 2024, year of the text back and also a lot more dates. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I actually, everybody missed the update. I think it was the end of last year. Hey, we were meant to do a podcast actually. And um, <laughs> I get this message. Not sure if I'm going to be able to do the podcast this morning. I've got a guy beside me in bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love yeah, it. I said I've got a boy in my bed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know. He slid back into my DMs recently. Classic. They always come back. They always come back. Yeah, I love your boundaries though. Love your boundaries. <laughs> just a double tap now. It's all you yeah, get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's all good. And I was speaking to a friend the other day for lunch and she was saying how she is going on 12, she's going on at least a date a month this year. I don't know whether I'll be able to keep up with that those targets, but maybe I'll, um, yes. maybe I'll come up with some KPIs. I think that's a great idea. My conundrum with dating is that – a, I don't like to do things during the weeknights except for Fridays because I like to be in bed by 8.30 because I'm up early in the morning. And now that I'm trying, like, that's why I've got a date this afternoon, like 4 o'clock, might we'll go for one drink. That's it. That's like a good time because then I can still go and hang out with people I want to hang out with on Friday night or tonight. But I'm also, like, up early running tomorrow. So by the time the weekend rolls around, I'm either, like, hanging out with my friends or doing other stuff. And so it really... I like to meet people in like the middle of the week at like a lunchtime for a coffee or something. That is my ideal because it doesn't interrupt my schedule and <laughs> I don't have to put any effort in. <laughs> I don't have to put any effort in with my like appearance. I just come in with my work clothes, you know, just like normal looking. Or I'm thinking about opening up a Thursday night slot for <laughs> um, potential dates in my calendar. But yeah, it's going to have to be early evening because, like I say, I've got stuff to do, you it's know. so funny. You're so efficient with your dating life. And the funny part is also that Viv does put everything into her work calendar. So we see if it's oh, yeah. like if she's, you know, got dick appointment blocks or whatever, <laughs> it's in her calendar. Like she is scheduled. It's Yeah, so and do you know what? Because I'm so erratic and I'm always doing like, you know, in my head, I've actually started, I don't know if you'll notice in my calendar, but I've started putting my runs in there as well because that makes it easy for me. Just I don't have to decide what I'm doing for the week because normally I'll be like, oh, should I run tomorrow or should I not? But now if I put them in at the start of the week, then boom. I literally live my whole life to the calendar. I, if it's not in there, then I will forget about it. That's so funny. It's so organized. And then you've got me that had no Arlo last weekend and I literally just had my mind set on getting this work done that I needed to do. And by Monday morning, I jump on the work call and I've got my toast on a Tupperware lid because I hadn't done any dishes. <laughs> like <laughs> I 
just like I'd run out of run out of everything because I'd just like oh, I'm so unorganized. <laughs> so funny. Well, I if I don't do that, I just I'll I won't turn up to things. I will lose the plot. It's it's all too much in my head. I can't hold that much information in there. You know, that's it's so be good. Down on paper, so I can't remember, so I can't forget. Should we talk about Didi that we've just launched? I want to go over the launch process and how we pulled off the best launch that we've ever done. With probably the less amount of admin that <laughs> we've ever done as well. We, oh my gosh, like for a bit of a backstory with Tiff, our second toy, we through like we thought we needed to go well we knew we needed to start selling in Australia as well and so we to get our name out there you know we thought okay we'll hold a TIFF launch in Australia and invite some influencers and stuff like that and shit it was a good party like loved great it great party but in terms of launching selling products like it was just such a fail yeah <laughs> such a fail and then we had Polly and Polly we like it was we're talking to our mentor and we're like he's like when are you launching Polly and we're like oh I think she arrived today like absolutely no plan in place nothing and he's like well you can't launch it at the end of the financial year like you now you've got to wait like oh okay so anyway that was Polly launch nothing happened and we had peaches coming after that and he said what's the plan for peaches we're like Oh, we'll probably just launch it like a month after that. He's like, oh, my God. I know. I know. And then Peach's launch made the news probably for wrong reasons. Yep. And then we had Dee Dee, and I feel like we've finally pulled it off. (laughs) Well, and I think also at the end of last year we were so, like, burnt out and, and done, and I think even when we had Polly and Peach's, there must have been lots of, like, internal operational kind of stuff going on like we're such a new business still that we we were just talking yesterday about how we're finally touch wood like finally finding our feet in a few areas we're still at the stage of business where you can expect it to be chaotic so like when we did the launch and we said oh my god amazing and then joe message like i forgot the dd bundle i was like oh my god classic like lol Uh, so it's like that element of chaos is always going to be there at this stage but also we yeah had really clear minds coming into this and we knew we had to do the content we knew we had to go hard we knew how many we like we knew that we didn't have heaps to sell because it's quite limited stock but we figured we'll just go hard anyway and see what happens and so it's gone it's gone really well I've been really impressed with us yeah and all we had to do for it was a bit of content and show people (laughs) what TD is who knew? Yeah, what did he? <laughs> and yesterday when a friend messaged me and said, should I get Missy or Didi? I was like, ah. And as I said on Instagram stories yesterday, when we started, we had 18 months of just selling one product. So it was very easy for people to just look at the one product we were selling on Instagram, go onto our website, just buy the one product. Like we didn't have to worry about like people's journey on the website or what products were at the top of the website or telling people actually what they're about or how to use them, you know? And so I was like, oh my gosh, even one of my friends doesn't know, it like doesn't know how to choose. What do the other 98,000 people think on our Instagram account, you know? <laughs> so it's, um yeah, it's also been, been a good reminder to, like get on and explain things a little bit more and I'll explain it once and only, you know, 8,000 people saw it. So there's also a lot of people who haven't and still are not on the same page. So we'll be, we'll be on there and we'll be giving out more information from now on. Yeah. I feel like it isn't 
unsimilar to how we are internally as a brand though as well like we fucking forget to update everyone on everything and we're like (laughs) we must like have the worst communication for any founders ever I feel no I honestly remember I showed you that from EO a coach of mine and I think she showed it to both of us and it was like the life stages of a business and we're in the chaos phase we're still in the chaos phase it means that we're really easily adaptable and we can pivot and we can move way faster than all the bigger brands and that's our advantage at the moment as well so it's chaos but it's supposed to be we should communicate that to people though that are working for us you know (laughs) yeah we should communicate that to people that are working for us but it's supposed to be like this okay all right makes us feel so much better but yeah, yeah, DD Waterstar, and we have more products coming this year too. So mm. so exciting! Watch this space. Yeah, and I will say, like, obviously, DD has been revealed now. She's like a thrusting rabbit vibrator, and it's been so funny to see that every time I post a story of her actually moving, like the actual thrusting, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like <laughs> that's been the that's been like the tipping sold. point where people have gone, <laughs> "Yeah, sold. I'm going to buy." And you know, we've had two DMs, two or three DMs so far of people saying. I dreamt about dildos last night or I just dreamt about <laughs> Dee Dee. I'm going to buy it when I get back into the country. It's so funny. Yeah. 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 So and It's well, been a good launch. And on that, we are currently working on worldwide shipping as well. I keep saying that. I swear I said it like a year ago and this. It's just something that gets put on the back burner because at the end of the day, it's just kind of like at the moment, you know, an order here and there trickling in from there. So it does get put on the back burner, but it is a priority it is a priority this year. So you will be able to purchase anything from Girls Get Off worldwide very soon, hopefully. I've just had a brainwave of someone who advertises worldwide shipping and I'm going to ask them how they do it as well. Nice. Love that. Perfect. I'm going to do that straight <laughs> after this podcast. I just like also that the content Joe sent through one of Joe's jobs on the DD launch plan was make DD costume, <laughs> make real. And she goes and makes the costume with Hannah, our designer. She makes this real and she messages the chat and she says, I can't post this. This is so bad. I'm <laughs> going to post it to TikTok. And I watched it and I actually, I saw the thumbnail in the chat and I was like, I'm laughing already and it is just the thumbnail. And then I watched the video and I'm like, that is so funny. I'm like, that is so, so all over the show. Like, your little like vibrating arms like flopping out like a big <laughs> dick. I was just like, oh my God, that's so funny. And what's it done, Joe? It's been our best performing piece of content for the DD launch so far. So <laughs> moral of the story, posting it. Oh my gosh. I know. And I um I had warned my 16-year-old son to not come into I was like, you just stay in your room for a minute. Because I just got to make some content and you really don't want to see it. (laughs) So funny. So funny. I also liked that someone asked, when I did the question box on stories, someone said, can you put it in any hole? And that made me laugh instantly because when we had our initial call with our mentor showing him some concepts, initially it had like a, a white main part of the toy and then like a pink trim. And the first thing he said was, people are going to put that up their bum. And we were like, 
what? He's like, you can't have a white toy because people are going to put that up their bum. We were like, oh, my goodness. That was probably a highlight of the DD like development process for me. Like that was one of the funniest calls. We were just in hysterics, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always been a great chat with Rob <laughs> there. So funny. So good. So good. And I mean, you probably could, like I said on stories, you know, I, you know, that bendy arm, the clit part might stop it from going up your, you know, all the way up into your bowels or something, but I don't know. Yeah. Who am I to say? Yeah. I mean, I guess we shouldn't recommend it because it doesn't have a flared base. You know, we don't want any hate if you end up in A&E, but it's probably well, it's a lot safer than the bullet to stick up there, that's for sure. <laughs> the one story on that, actually, I met someone yesterday who started and sold a sex toy business in America. And the way that they started their business was they were just drop shipping a lot of toys straight to customers and they were using a lot of like paid advertising strategies. And so they had about like two or 3,000 SKUs or different products that they had on their website. And this guy was telling me about how when they were first starting, they had to go and tag all the products as to what they were like, what categories they were for, you know, so they'd pop up in the website in the right places. And he said, he was like to his business partner, Drew, what are you doing? And he tagged every single product as an anal product. And he's like, you can't tag everything as an anal product. <laughs> he's like, only things that have a flared base can be anal product. You can't. <laughs> can't have these random dildos and bullet vibrators all under this category and they've got like thousands of SKUs. How funny is that? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> like their customer service emails? Yeah. You yeah. told me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So <clears throat> good. So Very good. Very funny. All right. Well, I guess we better crack on to the week. This is Friday. I was the like. Weekend. <laughs> to <Yeah>. The weekend. To the weekend. Thank you for listening to episode two. Yeah, episode two, season three. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. Amazing. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. If you want to hear more from us, you can check us out on Instagram at Girls Get Off, our Facebook group, Girls Get Off Uncensored, or for any of our products, girlsgetoff.com, and our personal Instagrams are linked in the show notes. We've actually got some very exciting news before you go. We have a new toy coming out. So this one is set to release within the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye on our Instagram for more information. And remember that Valentine's Day is coming up in about a month's time. So make sure you send your wish list to your partner for Valentine's Day or treat yourself to something new.